Welcome to the Care to Change podcast. We're excited you've joined us. Today, we're finishing our series of re-releasing our most popular podcast episodes. You'll be hearing a two-part conversation between our director, April Bordeaux, and our counselor, Britt Smith, as they discuss self-worth and boundaries from our Women's Topics series. As always, we hope that this episode will provide you with practical solutions for positive change. Hi, everyone. I'm April Bordeaux. Welcome back to our Care to Change podcast. It's so good that you've joined us today. We are in the middle of our women's series talking about real topics that relate to women. And I have with me Britt Smith, one of our therapists here at Care to Change. Britt, thank you for joining us today. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, you're welcome. So we are two women in different stages of life. We're both professionals helping other women. So our topic today, we we thought that we would do this a little differently than we've done some of our other podcasts in that we can sort of just have a discussion about boundaries and self-compassion and self-care something that really women either don't talk about or don't practice very well or wish they did quote better at and don't and so we thought we could just have a discussion yeah Um, changing the pace today it's not all you interviewing right it's me too right so it's a little different for me yeah so today so it's gonna be a two-part series we're gonna focus a lot on self-care now and then we'll talk about boundaries but you can't really talk about one without the other and so that's why we thought well let's just combine the two have a more of a discussion format in hopes that the ladies who are listening could glean some information yeah what I will say in full disclosure at the beginning of this and we'll say it again when we talk about boundaries too I know for me and I don't know about you Britt when I talk today this is not because I am excelling in this area <laughs> at all times in my life. <laughs> so, what? You're not so, perfect? I am not sharing this. Be- oh, I, I know everybody knows I'm not perfect, but in terms of self-care and really talking about this topic and why it's important, what I'm sharing is more what I'm telling myself as <laughs> well as maybe things I've learned. I'm almost 50 so I'm pretty close to almost 50. You know, I've been married 22 years and I have You're two kids. That, then I'm almost 30. I don't like that. Right. So let's, Truth, let's, let's just let's uh, own it. Let's own it. So we're going to talk to you today, just have some real conversation with you and yeah. just really talk about what we can do to support each other. We're, we are real women having real lives, experiencing real <laughs> like issues. Like, right? Real women. Right. Ah. Uh, So uh, what I want you to do is I want to encourage you as listeners and those viewing to um, text us. So we have a care line. We're going to put the number in the notes section. I want you to text us your questions and uh, your comments, and then we'll do a follow-up series to answer those questions so that you can ask us the hard stuff. If we don't have the answer, we'll find the answer, and maybe it means we need to practice it too, right? A little more, yeah. So let's start. Why is self-care important? Why should people care? Because I feel like it's a buzzword right now. It is. Self-care. Self-compassion. Self-care. Hashtag self-compassion. Yeah. Why Why do you think it's important? For me, self-care is important because if I want to sustain healthy relationships, 
and be successful in my marriage, have a thriving marriage mm-hmm. and want care to change to, to live for the long haul. Yeah. I can't do it from a place of exhaustion. Yeah. And I can't do it from a place of not caring for myself in the middle of that, which mm-hmm. feels selfish. But for me, it's for the long haul. Yeah. Self-care is important for the long haul. If I, yeah. if I don't take care of it today, I, there's no way I'll last yeah. for whatever life I have left in me. Yeah. Yeah. So for the, for the spirit of digging in deep right away, Mm -hmm. where do you make time for it? Yeah. So I'm not that great at it always, Mm -hmm. but I will say that especially in the last few years, as I get older, it's not quite an option. So (laughs) if I, if I don't take time for self-care, either my body suffers or my relationships suffer. That's good. And so when I was younger in my twenties and thirties, you know, I could do all nighters, right? Stay up all night. Cause you have this energy, you have passion for what you're doing. you love it. And so it wasn't, it, you know, I didn't feel like I needed it in hindsight. It was me not listening to my body. Okay. So as I've gotten older and had children who sort of forced the pause in life, mm-hmm. um, they have taught me that in my body, uh, you know, again, getting older, you know, 50 certainly isn't old, but I definitely feel different now than I did when I was 30. Yeah. And so why is it important? And for me, it's an if then. If I don't make time for it, my body and my relationships are going to tell me yeah. I have to make time for it. Yeah. And so I have this sort of built in accountability in life in my kids saying to me, mom, I, will you take a walk with me? Mom, will you color with me? Mom, I miss you. Or the behavior shows me I haven't spent time with them. Okay. And we talk about that in our that connecting I was just gonna series. Say, that's so good. We so, talked about that. For those of you yeah. listening, listen to that. And then my relationships too. You know, if I'm not taking time for myself and self-care, then I become irritable and that affects everybody around me. So yeah. how do I take time? Yeah. And I think this is a key because this is, you know, as women, mm-hmm. we have, you know, jobs and parents and and um, kids and we have spouses Spouses. and all of these things that say they're Mm -hmm. most important in our life Mm -hmm. and sometimes finding solitude yeah is the best gift we can give to every person asking of us so i have yeah solitude Solitude. is a gift Mm -hmm. Um, and i've recently started saying rest is being a renegade because you know rest is sort of like people used to think People still think, you know, rest is from the devil. Like, yeah. I'll rest when I die. But <laughs> rest is a is a powerful weapon yeah. that we can use. Yeah. And so... I like sleep too much to give it up. Yeah. I love sleep. The older like, I get, I love it. In college, my roommates would always laugh because it would be like 11. And I would come running through the door. And I'd be like, it's my favorite time of the day. And it was almost like... 11 p.m. Yeah. And it would almost <laughs> be like... Can we put a stopwatch and will she beat her personal record of getting in bed? Like it was like a joke. Like Oh, to be fastest... in bed by 11. No, no. It would be like I would come running through the door and they'd be like, how fast is Rudy going to go brush her teeth and put on her pajamas and get in her bed? Wow. Like what's the personal record? Because it was my favorite time of the day. To go to bed. Yeah, because it just was like everything turns off. No one's asking anything of me. Mm-hmm. So to and me, that's so when you were like, when that's you were my like, opposite. Oh, when everything turns all nighters, off, I was like, oh, no, that, that sounds horrible. I'm totally the opposite though, because when everything shuts off and it's totally quiet, that's my time oh. because nobody's asking if things, so I can be really efficient during that time. No, <laughs> no. In college, 
Okay, so I went to a Christian college where we had a curfew, and one night I decided I wasn't going to listen to the curfew, and so my friends and I went to study at the local 24-hour you're breaking a rule to study that's i know isn't that stupid so my parents were always like if that's the worst thing you're doing we're we're good right so we went in two o'clock in the morning i was sitting at the table sobbing asking for somebody to drive me back to campus so i could go to bed because you were tired yeah and they were like you'll be fine you'll power through it and so three in the morning got there and i was like okay i'm a little better now but it was horrible so i was not the all-nighter girl so i envy you for that because i feel like people could get a lot you get a lot done you do i mean some of my most productive hours are after 11 p.m but again what i'm what i have learned is you know as women our bodies change over time and what your body needs at 20 is different than 30, which is different at 50, mm-hmm. which for those who are listening that are in their 70s, they're laughing at me. If my mom is listening to this, she's laughing, saying, just wait, honey, until you get to be 70. Your body's going to do whatever my body's going to mm-hmm. do. Self-care really says, I know that I'm valuable enough yes. to press the pause button and to retrieve what it is that I've given. Yeah. To restore what is being fractured by expectations. Yes. It's saying, I am worth the pause. Yes. Self-care says it can wait. Yes. Self-care says by being replenished, I'm better later, like I said, for the long haul. So how do you do it? How do you get self-care and, you know, in the in the midst of, you know, whether you're a college student, whether you're a young mom, whether you're a mom with, you know, middle teen kids, whether you're, you're, mm-hmm. your kids are about ready to graduate, how do you do mm-hmm. self-care? That's good. First of all, I would say if your relationships are suffering or you don't have any, if your body is tired and you wake up every day saying, I'm tired, it's, it's beyond time for mm-hmm. self-care. Mm-hmm. I started this quest a few years ago in really what does self-care look like for me? What is mm-hmm. it that I needed? And I knew it had to start with a physical, you know, we're mind, body, spirit. Yep. So if, um, if our mind is strong, but our body is suffering, our mind won't be as strong as it can be. Mm-hmm. If our body is really strong because we're exercising a lot, but we're not taking care of our spirit and our spiritual relationship, our relationship with God, yeah. it doesn't matter how strong we are. You know, if our mind is strong, but we're not in tune with God, we're going to miss what his call is in our Mm -hmm. life. So the three have to work together to make it true self-care. Yeah. What are you doing to support your body? And that's Mm -hmm. rest and nutrition and exercise. Mm -hmm. What are you doing to support your mind? So what is it that you're reading and what are you putting into your mind? Mm -hmm. And then spiritually, how are you spending your time? And taking care of all three to me is mm-hmm. what self-care yeah. is and it's not a quest for self-care mm-hmm. it's a pause to receive yeah self-care yeah i think something else to add to that too um and not a lot of people see this as self-care but in my in my sessions with people i do is when asked the question what do you enjoy mm-hmm. and you go right what right what do you mean i don't know my kids my mm-hmm. my husband yeah, that's great, but what mm-hmm. what else? Mm-hmm. What do you love to do? Mm-hmm. What gets you passionate? That's a sign to me that you need to do some mm-hmm. some self care, some 
self-discovery. I, I would argue that both of those are mm-hmm. kind of the same thing, but, um, and even, even one step further than that is not just what do you enjoy doing? I love the work that we're doing at Care to Change. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love seeing the lives changed. I love seeing the marriages restored. I love seeing parents enjoy their kids again. Like yeah. I love the That's work beautiful. that we're doing yeah. in this team. And so it would be really easy for this to become all consuming. I love it. I also love being a parent. I'm not mm-hmm. the kind of parent that when school starts, I'm, you know, out Thank having a party. Yeah. Um, I love being with my kids. It would be easy for that to become all consuming. Mm-hmm. I also love being with my husband so that I could lose, we could lose some listeners just by me saying that, but my husband, and I have a great time. We look forward to our times together. Mm-hmm. So how do you manage the different areas? I also love having my friendship time, mm-hmm. right? I want to be out with the girls, my sisters, especially like I could spend a lot of time with them. So I love it, but which one, if you're mm-hmm. doing too much of it, you know, you cause the balance of life to Yes. If I'm always out with my friends, yes. always having fun, I'm shirking responsibilities at home. Yeah. If I'm pouring everything into my kids, I'm missing the fullness of my marriage. Yes. So what I hear you saying is now is the time to step into boundaries. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So let's pause for a second mm-hmm. and we will regroup this mm-hmm. on our next podcast. All right. So All right. I'm going to leave you with something Yeah. because we sort of just opened up that little talk about leaning into, um, you know, if you love something, because you said, what do you enjoy? You Mm -hmm. asked that question. And so it's not just, what do you love doing? Because that can be destructive if that's all you focus on. But what is it that brings you joy and fullness for the long haul? And Mm -hmm. balance is that if I work all the time, even though I love it, there's going to be other things out of balance and Mm -hmm. people will suffer. And so joy in it as well. So yeah, yeah, I want to just say, you know, you can love something, but if it's out of balance, that's not, you know, it's not self care for me because I love (laughs) being with my kids or I love being with my husband. I love what we're doing at Care to Change. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I'm taking care of myself. Right. So just, I want to make that point and just say to the listeners again, this real, we're having a real talk here that this isn't something that, you know, every day I say, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to win at this and Mm -hmm. all of that. What I want to leave is one tip. Yeah. Um, Do you have a resource? Yeah. I have a couple I want to give that have been tremendously helpful to me. Several books. One is called the celebration of disciplines. It's a sort of a dry book, but it lists disciplines that help you achieve fullness because one of them talks about solitude and silence Mm -hmm. and the importance of that boundaries. Obviously we're going to talk about that in a second. Um, but also try softer. Um, that one was a a book that really has helped to shape what self-compassion looks like. And then there's one by Nancy D. Lamas called uh, quiet place of rest. And that is how to restore sort of your, it's soul care as a part Mm -hmm. of self-care. So how do you have soul care and self-care? And again, for the people that are listening, this is not, you know, we have it together. It's because we know it's an issue that we're talking about it. And one, one tip I would give is one hour a day. When someone says to me, you need to do this one hour a day, I'm out. Like I'm tuned out. <laughs> I'm not doing anything one hour a day except for my meetings or making dinner or putting my kids to bed or something yeah. like that. When someone says self-care one hour a day, I'm like, no, thanks, but no thanks. You don't live my life. So what I say is 
throughout the day, you know, whether it's 15 or 20 minutes in the morning, first thing before the lights come on, before the kids wake up, it's 15 or 20 minutes for centering, for grounding, Mm -hmm. for reading the word, getting in your devotion, starting the day seeking Mm -hmm. what our purpose and calling is. If I don't begin the day grounded in the foundation of what God is calling me to do, it doesn't matter what else goes on through the day. Mm-hmm. It's hectic and chaotic and I'm exhausted. Yes. And so we have that topic living in the rat race or whatever that's yeah. exhausting. So it can be 15, 20, 30 minutes in the day. In the middle of the day, at some point in the day, doing a, a check-in and saying, am I breathing? <laughs> well, we're yeah. breathing to live. But am I breathing deeply? Do I feel my breath? um, Or is it just staying in my chest? Because that will promote anxiety. And then at the end of the day, so it's at some point, one hour, you know, for me when I get home Mm -hmm. from Care to Change, taking a walk with uh, my daughter. And then I drop her off and I pick up my son, take a walk with my son, drop him off, pick up my husband. So I get a good amount of walking in, Mm -hmm. but just that pausing with no phone and no interruption yeah, to do that. So for me, a good tip has been one hour. What's my one hour of self-care? And sometimes it's one hour. Usually it's broken up, you know, and that's of joy. Yes. To back to your point Mm -hmm. of how do you experience joy? So there's lots of, lots of books. We'll put the ones that we just, that I just mentioned in the in the text line or in the notes section so people can look at those. Some of them are older. That's okay. So whatever, I would like to hear from a 20, 20, 30 year old perspective, self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of you that are going to tune out, cause we're going to run out of time for this segment, come back because I want to, I'm in one stage of life. You're in another. Yeah. So I want to hear how a 30 year old says, this is self-care to me. And this is how I take care of myself Yeah. Um, because it's different, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be different. Absolutely. When I'm going to listen back at this, when I'm 60, I'm probably going to laugh at myself. You're going to be like, what, April? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, okay, we will, so tune in in a few moments and we'll talk more specifically about boundaries and self-care at a different, at a different point. We are continuing the conversation today on our Care to Change podcast uh, related to self-care and boundaries. Uh, I'm April Bordeaux, and this is Britt Smith. And I want to encourage you, if you're just joining just now, to pause and listen to the self-care. If you're if you're a mom with kids, listen to that and then come back to this. We're going to talk more specifically about boundaries in this particular segment. But it's almost impossible to set boundaries in your life. We're going to talk about what they are if you don't realize the importance of self-care. Absolutely. One of the things I didn't say when we were talking about self-care that I want to make sure I make a point about today is to know your worth. Yes. If you don't know your value, Mm -hmm. if you do not believe that God created you for a purpose. Yes. And that requires you to set boundaries and to practice self-care. Yeah. None of this will work. No. It'll just be another item on your to-do mm-hmm. list, set boundaries and practice self-care. Yes. This is born from knowing God created us yes. with a purpose. 
in a specific calling. Yes. And part of that requires. Yes. It's not optional. Boundaries are not no. an option. No. In order to fulfill our calling. Yeah. Yes. That's so true. I'm really passionate about this topic because I've watched so many people in my life just let boundaries go by the wayside. What does and that look like? I how, how refuse you know? to let myself look like that. When you say I've watched people, t- tell the people that I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When someone says, I know I have good boundaries. Oh, I know I have good boundaries. <laughs> it's the person in the meeting that says, oh, I can make time for that. Oh, that won't take that long. Mm-hmm. That's the person that you go, <laughs> where are your boundaries? What's going on? It's, it's that one because you tend to just, oh, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. And it's not, you can't do one more thing. I know that I see boundaries. The person that has, I know when I'm slipping into poor boundaries or when I, I can recognize in other people, it's always easier, you know, but I know it when I'm feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, like I'm the only one in this, I'm the only one (laughs) overwhelmed and underpaid, right? Like, so completely hurried yeah and exhausted and in what do we say over and over and over care to change generosity without boundaries is the breeding ground for resentment let me mm-hmm. say that again generosity without boundaries is the breeding ground for resentment Absolutely. if you are giving too much of your time your money your talents and you not have not set a boundary eventually mm-hmm. it just breeds yeah well, you said it in the last one when you were talking about self-care. Your kids say, Mom, I miss you. Mm-hmm. Or your husband says, what What have you been doing? Mm-hmm. And you know, like, oh, I need to spend more time at home. And not because they're wanting to take captive of your time, but because they want you around. And they, they miss you. And that you says, ooh, I need to mm-hmm. shift my boundaries a little bit. So... To me, I when I talk in sessions, even with teenagers, like we talk a lot about like boundaries and 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 things like that, and and not in dating relationships, just in general. Like, what does this mm-hmm. look like to you, um, and what is this concept? Because teach them young is what I say. So when we talk about it, I always tell them about the cup. So when you have a cup, right, you drink out of it, and stuff goes out of it. Mm-hmm. And so when you drink out of your cup, if you don't take the water bottle or whatever you're drinking and put more into the the cup, Mm -hmm. there's not going to be anything to drink. Mm -hmm. And that's how it is with our Mm self-care and our boundaries and whatever we're putting in. Like Mm -hmm. we have to be able to fill it back up somehow. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the importance of Mm self-care to me. And we Um, need those people. You just said it. We need those people in our lives that remind us of where boundaries are, yes. you know, I, I can remember at a, a period in my life and it was, it was 15 years ago or so before we had kids and I was working a lot of hours and it, you know, it's ministry. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's all for the kingdom and you know, when do you turn off kingdom work, et cetera, et yeah. cetera. And women remember that your spouse and your children are your number one mm-hmm. um, kingdom priority over whatever it is God's calling you to. So if you're mm-hmm. a woman in leadership, you remember that your kingdom work first is to your husband and your marriage. Mm-hmm. Your kingdom work next is as a parent to your children because there's no other spouse for your husband yeah. and there's no other um, mom for your children, but there are other kingdom workers who can step into whatever it is that God's called mm-hmm. you to. So 
just remember that I was learning this the hard way, but as I was working a lot and my husband said to me, uh, at one point, I miss my wife and we were, we were doing something and he said, I, I miss my wife. And I knew at that point, I'm like, well, I haven't gone anywhere, yeah. but I was gone. Yeah. Right. And so even though I might've been at home, I was mm-hmm. emotionally at a different space working toward what mm-hmm. I would consider kingdom work. And that was a real wake up call for me. My kids do that, but you know, my sister will email me or text me really. And when I'm talking about, oh, and this is what we're getting ready to do with Kira Jane, just the next thing, this is exciting, we're growing. And she'll say, um, she'll send a picture of a mask, um, not the kind of, you know, COVID mask, but uh, the mask that you would wear on an airplane. And she'll say, you know, remember your own mask first. And so if you're not married, might not have a husband saying, come home. If, you, if you're not a parent, you might not have kids saying, Mom, I miss you, or behaving in a way that lets you know mm-hmm. oh, I, I need to be present. Um, but getting that tribe of people yep. that say, you know, Britt, what about your own mask? What are you doing for self-care mm-hmm. right now? How are you mm-hmm. replenishing yourself? It's important to have people looking who you listen to mm-hmm. to say boundaries. Yeah. And that's really how I came to terms with boundaries in my own life. Mm-hmm. So not to get too deep into my story of who I am, but I am the spiritual leader of my household. It's, it's been that way ever since I was mm-hmm. little. And so for me, I grasped at a pretty young age, I would say um, in my teens, like before I could drive, that I needed to have people in my life that were going to pour into my life that were Christian women because I didn't have that mm-hmm. necessarily in my home. And so for me, that's been my life. Like mm-hmm. even if you look around, I'm getting dinner with somebody tonight who has a son that's the same age as me, mm-hmm. but that's the people I surround myself with are mm-hmm. people that are older than me and can pour into me mm-hmm. because that accountability is so, it's so important to me. I have a council of moms. Aww. There's like, there's like five Special. people that I'm like, Hey moms. So this is what's going to happen. Uh, what do you guys think? Because they all have mm-hmm. a little bit different of an opinion in. So it's just really unique to, to have that experience. So for me, boundaries came at a, a younger age because I watched mm-hmm. And so it was, I watched and I soaked up all of these things. I remember when I was in high school, I struggled with like, so for you Enneagram folks out there, I'm an Enneagram too. I'm a helper. So I like to just Mm -hmm. help people Mm -hmm. do things for people, whatever. Helpers have the worst boundaries. The worst. But you know what is the weirdest thing is I don't feel... I mean, there are times where I struggle with boundaries. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I'm like the perfect boundary Mm -hmm. person, but I was never afraid to cut off a friend. If -hmm. they weren't doing the right thing, Mm -hmm. I was like, bye. See ya. I don't, I don't want to be a part of you, (laughs) but it's so weird to me because as a helper, you like want to help everybody, but I just, let's back up for a second because you said, I'm not a, I'm not the perfect boundaries person for the people that are, for the people that are joining in this podcast. Let's give them a definition of boundaries. So the one that I like to use is a boundary is where I end and you begin. Mm -hmm. Where my time ends and yours begins. Mm -hmm. Where my money ends and yours begins. Like, where do you say this is the end of me? Right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's 
this is the end of my involvement. Mm -hmm. This is as much as I'm willing to give. Mm -hmm. This is it. Cause you mentioned it with friendship. Like you're not, it's not difficult for you to say, okay, this isn't a helping relationship. Mm -hmm. See ya. You, that's your boundary. That's the end of that friendship for you. So mm -hmm. where you end and another person picks up. I don't know if that's what our, our guys wrote as the definition of boundaries in the boundaries book. Yeah. That's a good resource. We'll put it in our, in our mm -hmm. notes, the boundaries, mm -hmm. boundaries in marriage, boundaries in dating. There's different mm -hmm. boundaries books now. Mm -hmm. I don't know what their definition is off the top mm -hmm. of my head, but no, neither. Uh, but it's sort of what is the end of what's okay for me? Mm -hmm. And that's where you, yeah, you begin. Yeah, that's good. I think I think I would say, to me, boundaries are, what am I willing to do? What am I, what can I live with? Is mm -hmm. what I feel like is mm -hmm. a boundary for me. Mm -hmm. So. I don't even view it from the other person's point of view. Yeah. I just, yeah. like, cause you were like, where, where I, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and where you begin. And it's like, for me, it's like, no, it's what this I can, or you're what the, I can yeah, handle. That's good. It is it's what you can handle or what. Yeah. Like if you can't handle what, yeah. so if I give more money than my boundary allows, I'm going to be what going into debt, not having savings, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. If I give more time, than what I should allow or what I can allow, mm -hmm. then I'm going to be behind in something else. Mm -hmm. If I give more of my emotion in a relationship, mm -hmm. then it's one side and I'm a helper. I'm enabling instead. Yes. So I think that what's ringing in my brain is a conversation that we had obviously off of the podcast, but even out of side of care to change. You texted me one time. Um, so I'm going to throw us under the bus right now. We are frequent concert goers. Yes. That is our, yes. that is yeah. our jam. That is yeah. our self care, if you yeah. will. And so one time we were going to a concert and we were talking and you said to me, Randy, which is your husband mm -hmm. asked you who that you feel like you like to spend time with the most and let your hair down. Mm -hmm. And your reply within an instant was Brit. I love to spend time with Brit because it's, mm -hmm always something that's super fun. Right. And it, there's no expectation on either one of us to be the certain thing in right. our relationship. And so to me, I like, it really impacted me. And we started to talk a little bit more about like what, what works in our relationship mm -hmm. and why it's so important to the both of us. And something that you said was, I don't feel like I'm walking into a therapy session when I'm walking in to spend a night with you. Right. And that really impacted me a ton and then became something that I used as a boundary for myself. Hmm. So because the thing is as therapists, we're both therapists. Yeah. It's really easy to attract you know, and that's where my husband was People getting. People who need like, help. <laughs> who in your life brings you life mm -hmm. versus who in, you, in your life are you sort of a mm -hmm. quasi-friend therapist for, you know? And so uh. I'm like, okay, so who would who in our lives bring life? Mm -hmm. Who in our lives when they say, how are you? Well, first of all, that say, how are you? Mm -hmm. And then second of all, lean in to listen. Yes. Right? And instead yeah. of when you're talking then turn it to, well, I, or mm -hmm. me, right? And there's yes. a time and place for that. There's a time Absolutely. and place for that. But who on the regular says, A, how are you? And B, leans in. Yes. And just pauses to listen and rejoices and doesn't compare and yes. pushes and challenges. 
but offers grace. Like that's what you're talking about is uh, boundaries in friendship. Mm -hmm. So I guess for the ladies listening in this women's series, talking about boundaries, I want to challenge you in saying who in your life asked the question and leans in to listen for the answer. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, who can you find? Because this is sort of wrapped into our self-care session. Mm-hmm. Who in your life brings you joy? Yeah. So when you finish spending time with them, you find yourself breathing. Yes. Right? Yes. Rather than comparing, rather than being disgruntled, rather than being up in arms. Because you also have friends, you know, who will allow you yeah. to talk about all the bad. Yes. And they'll talk about the bad. And then it just becomes two people complaining about the yes. bad. Versus, hey, let's pull each other up yeah. and we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. So so the challenge to the women listening is find your one, two, I think three is really great because three people, one leaves, one isn't available, whatever you have like three. Yeah. Um, but at least you know, three people that you would say, ask the question, listens, you feel either challenged or you feel empowered. Yeah. Someone that says, what's God been saying to you mm-hmm. about this? So ask the hard question. Yes. Well, what has God been telling you about this? What did God say to you when you, when you took this complaint to him versus sitting and listening mm-hmm. and sitting in the complaint and you know mm-hmm. what else and adding that to, I mean, this girlfriend time, but, and let's be real. That's who we need in our lives. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about self-care, part of self-care is having those connections mm-hmm. and part of boundaries is knowing which friendships are the friendships to invest the extra time in yes if there's such a thing as extra time yes you know it is it's something that you say like who who doesn't feel like um, that and I think as women we tend to as it relates to boundaries we tend to there's this pendulum that goes back and forth and we have these fears that we listen to as women and we either go to isolating Mm -hmm. or we go to controlling yeah. So we isolate ourselves because we're all alone in this and nobody can understand how we feel or we shift to this controlling, which is like, mm-hmm. because I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to control everything in my environment. And yeah. so where, where does boundaries fit in this pendulum of what we listen to as women? Right. Like I'm all alone. I have no idea what's going to happen. So I'm going to control. So we, mm-hmm. we shift back and forth and right in the middle of this is the boundary of listening to truth that Fear isn't always a bad thing if we listen Mm -hmm. to it and allow it to propel us into faith Mm -hmm. or propel us into the next step that God has asked us to. Yeah. So fear is really at the the baseline of either one of these, but boundary is important in this because we're, we're fed all of these. You're not enough. You have to do more. Mm -hmm. Do you have a book? I told some of mine in the last Mm-hmm. You know, when we started this conversation, I listed mm-hmm. some of mine. Do you have some favorite boundaries books? You know, the classic boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. is that's a good one. We didn't dive into this any at all, but I think that a mm-hmm. lot of us fear rejection. And so there is a book that's called Uninvited, mm-hmm. and it talks about rejection by Lisa Turkers. And to me, like that book really speaks a lot about rejection and to me like kind of puts boundaries in perspective because if we fear rejection we soften our boundaries to be accepted right 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 so so that's that's another one that i would recommend when 
when looking at that besides the classic boundaries books. That's good. That's good. So if you are someone listening and you say, I'm struggling with my boundaries or someone's told me I need to set a boundary in a relationship Mm -hmm. or you're someone that's struggling with boundaries as it relates to self-care, whatever it is. I mean, boundaries cross every single area of our life. Yeah, you know, it does. Every area. What I would say is to reach out. Um, There are so many books on boundaries that are, you know, healthy. Um, The uninvited one is, you know, if you want to do soul searching before you reach out, asking yourself what makes you prone Mm -hmm. to relaxing those boundaries. Yeah. Right. So what's underneath? Is it the fear of rejection? Mm -hmm. Is it the fear of inadequacy? Mm -hmm. Is it the fear of not being enough? Is it the fear of exposure? Is it the fear? There's so many fears. Yeah. So many lies that we hear. Dig into the Enneagram. Dig into five love languages. Mm. Do a little soul searching in that way. We'll put it in the notes section. Yep. So really ask yourself what's underneath that. Mm -hmm. I want to remind you that you are worth setting boundaries. That boundaries is a healthy thing to do. Where that boundary is set is different for different people. The capacity to set boundaries changes over time in terms of where those boundaries are mm-hmm. um, because life and seasons in life change absolutely um, but the importance of having boundaries is you know like we said in the first segment of this that it's not an option no a boundaries is a requirement for a healthy mind body spirit mm-hmm. and so if you're struggling with that if you're struggling with friendships if you're struggling with those connections reach out to us. Like I say, at the end of every podcast, we have a care line for you to text us or email us or call us. And I want to encourage you to do that. If you're really struggling, if you, if you find your relationships are hurting and you you've been told maybe you need to set a boundary or not sure even where that begins, that's really why we're here. And again, like I said, at the beginning of this, the last podcast about self-care, it's not out of perfection. It's out of a desire to impart in you your worthiness, to remind you of your inherent value because God has created you in a unique uh, and special way. And so it's because we desire that we put ourselves out here. We're not, we're not podcasters. We're not public speakers. We are therapists who are trained to help people and we're on our own journey And so that means we've had to find what our own boundary means, sometimes falling and sometimes not. So we're here for you. We're ready to walk alongside you. If you have questions, please reach out to us. And thank you so much again uh, for joining us today. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast. To see resources mentioned in this episode, check out the show notes below. If you have questions from this episode or would like to hear more, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at care2change.org. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. Again, we thank you for joining us and hope we have offered you practical solutions for positive change.